part of industry is dust. We're doing severance this week. You smug motherfucker. Freddie, how did it get made? So really interesting. There's this guy, Dan Erickson. He sent this like spec script into, uh, into ben, to ben Stiller, hoping, you know, just get into a writer's room. And then Stiller was like, this is fucking awesome. Let's make a TV show. And, you know, it's, it's like it's the dream that, like, you send something to just to get a job and they're like, no, you're going to run the show and me, amazing director, is going to just direct the whole damn thing. And it looks like he signed on for multiple seasons while uh, he isn't show running. Ben Stiller is basically the EP in charge, directed six out of the nine eps. My understanding is, is he's coming back for season two. Gonna at least do, I would hope he's at least doing three episodes every season. Which is kind of weird because you see a lot of these big directors still going to TV. Like, you know, Michael Mann did this past uh, week. And they're coming in, but they're doing maybe a pilot episode. And they're kind of leaving the project. Uh, the same thing they did with Winning Time with Adam McKay. Like, like they're coming in and leaving. Winning Time is a perfect example of this just going terribly wrong. Because I love the pilot. And then I'm like, the rest of the show, I'm like, we... We need him back running the show because nobody else can do the Adam McKay thing as good as Adam McKay. I mean, yeah, even if you don't like the where Winning Time is going, he had a clear direction, which I think Ben Stiller is kind of bringing throughout the whole night of the episodes. Right. And that's what's kind of keeping it on the even kill path where it just feels like they're bringing in a bunch of directors to Winning Time to do Adam McKay. And like, they suck at it. What was Jonah Hill doing with that second F? I like, I like the guy, but... Come on. No, it was, it was a pretty bad episode. Yeah. <laughs> Consistency mattered a lot in this series, especially considering the, the, the absurdist nature of it. Uh, and it needed that kind of thread to hold it together. And it definitely succeeded. Uh, a lot of passion that Stiller brought to it. Really <laughs> 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 a color commentator? A lot of passion, Jim. It's a lot of passion there. What? Don't you guys do that? 240 pounds of steel right there. That man's a running freight train. Okay. No, well, you're, look, every time I see Mr. Milchek, I'm like, you, know, you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. <laughs> you know, that man runs a 41040. We better watch out, Jim. You never know. I mean, Dylan's kind of the only guy that could probably take him down in a fight. But honestly, you go four on one. He's gone. Well, He's we, gone. We, we've been talking about this a little bit, like, especially in that last episode. I was like, yo. Milchik comes in. He just he's got the two. He got his two hands spread Kinda out. Leverage like, yo, for that just, kick. Just go with the kick. Bye. Just get any second you can. Yo, he's we, got no leverage yo, for that kick. Five more seconds. They might be knowing that that the, the wife's still alive. You, you never know. I mean, you're probably right. Fred said earlier this week or last week that they pick kind of uh, twigs and women and older and older individuals to work these jobs so that they don't fight back and there's no insurrection. I, I think really what, what we're talking about, you know, is is control. Right? Yeah. They have them under such psychological manipulation. You know, it's I, I heard in a review, someone called Lumen Amazon meets Scientology. Yes. And and I totally agree. You know, uh, they, in fact, I would say that that is the product of Lumen is manipulation and control of the masses. Well, let's just let's just go right now. What do we think they're doing in MDR? Wait, what is the purpose? Wait, of the wait, Lumen wait. Company? Just one second. What are they even making at Lumen? Right. No, no, I mean like the company Lumen, like outside of the severance. Well, Lumen is, I think it's a it's a skincare product in real life. Like I'm trying to figure out like what does there's a Lumen company called Lumen. Sell? 
<laughs> oh, in real, oh, in real oh, life, I, and they steal skincare products. You know, for some reason, by the way, this is a complete side note. But for about two or three episodes, every time I saw the word lumen, it had me think it was lemon. And I kept thinking that this was like a crossover between 30, uh, yeah, 30 Rock. Oh, Liz Lemon. Liz Lemon. <laughs> like you get to the top and it belongs to her. Oh, that would be great. Liz Lemon just has a guest cameo on this I'm show. Saying, so what do we think they're doing? Launch codes. Honestly, I kind of hope it's something so monumentally dumb that like <laughs> the like, what they're doing is like gaining codes to like get Netflix streaming passwords like that. <laughs> that level is stupid. Like it doesn't matter. So so here's the thing, because I spent a lot of time thinking about this and we, we clearly see this is a both a satire and a critique of. Uh, today's capitalist corporate society. Oh, whoa. Um, whoa. Big words. Big words. Maybe there. work culture. We got to bring the big yeah. C into yeah. this. Yeah. Okay, go on. Yeah. Well, it is. It is, right? Because I think that's, that's the Some question. would say this looks closer to China than America. <laughs> yeah, but some would also say that China is a better capitalist country than America. Oh, you can't own anything. You know what I just learned yesterday about China? Yeah. yeah. Well, what you learned? That you can't even own a house there. You got to pay. You get a 99 year rental fee yeah. and yeah. that's yeah. it so who owns it this government yes exactly that's not capitalist but see it, here's the thing though right in a pure communist nation there is supposed to be no idea of ownership both between the government and the people motherland the people are supposed to. doesn't right. like lumen own all their houses in the show yeah lumen owns everything they, own they everything. are they are the people's they are communists it's not yeah. capitalism it baby capitalism in terms of ownership Right, because they own these people. Yeah, a hundred percent they own. Well, like I don't know what's going on with the life. Right, like, but, we'll but get into there it. There is there in in capitalism there is some sort of you know hole where you can go into and try to do better. It may take a ton of hard work, but there's no area in Lumen for these innies to go forward. Well, let's, well, let's, they, they get they get the, well, as you like to uh, mark out in the very beginning of watching the show. Like, you finally understood why the prizes mean everything. Like th- this idea that like the most they could ever get is like a f- is like a digital photo of themselves that they they have like hanging next to them like that's the uh, pinnacle. I don't know that waffle party was pretty dope the waffle party like that's you you you, you can't have sex with them but you can like see them dressed well, up he in left. masks he left midway through you have no no, idea. no 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 but like we we had a whole conversation there do yeah, you think- sex would be bad for the yeah innings. no they're not letting them have no, sex they're not. They're, they're definitely not. Look, the fact is, is that we live in a, in a it's a culture where you get rewarded with tchotchkes. Right? Yeah. It's like, that's the best you but, can hope. But no, but like, but what Alex was really talking about is this idea that like, you don't think of them as tchotchkes. You're like, oh, yeah. they're when, everything. When you like, see Dylan, right? Um, I believe in episode five or six, when he attacks Milchek for the first mm-hmm. time, we kind of see that these, you know, tchotchkes, they mean everything to him. We, I didn't fully grasp. Well, well it's, it's because Heli, uh, because Heli gets one for like not even accomplishing the task, well, and he's like, "What's the fucking point of any of this?" Then? Yeah. So, so here, here's the thing, and this is this is kind of where my mind's been going. There's a couple of stories that came out recently, um, but the first thing I want to just bring up really quick is uh, a guy named Thought Slime. He does uh, YouTube videos. Thought Slime. Thought Slime. Okay. Yes. We're just going to the one word, and, and, all and, caps. And he's, a, and he's a leftist. Okay. Just to let you know, it's part of bread tube. And um, you said grid tube. Bread tube. Bread. What bread the tube. fuck is What's bread? Bread tube is leftist YouTube. Never heard this. I never like uh, like uh, makers like some more news. Um, what would we call right t- right YouTube then? What did they? Uh, whatever Ben Shapiro calls himself. 
I see their Daily Wire, though. Daily Wire, whatever. But I'm saying, okay, whatever. But real quick, real quick, because it gets to a point. He just recently did a video on Gary Vee. Okay. Right. Oh, here yeah, you go. People, people know Gary Vee. He's kind of like, I think, this generation's Tim Robbins, kind of like motivational speaker. I think he's more, know. though. You know. Well. Because you can be more these days. Sure. But here's the thing I find interesting. One of the things that, that uh, Slime focused on was this uh, idea for, for Gary Vee, which is, you know, how do I become rich? What do I do? You know, and Gary Vee's thing in general is just hustle, work, right? But it's not... It's only recently he's been more in a direction of like, well, what do you do? And now Gary Vee has been saying make content, right? But he's very clear that the actual artistic value of the content does not matter. It is just simply produce something, whatever it is. Oh, yeah, and, and fact, produce, not, not just produce it once. Produce constantly, it constantly. Constant production, and that's okay, the only thing that matters. But well, we're, I think we're missing a lot of the Gary Vee tenets, which make him so popular. Well, when, uh, before we get, because I don't want to get into his popularity. In fact, I don't even want to get into Gary Vee, because... Look, this isn't about necessarily, is he a good person, a bad person, a grifter, which he I is. just don't think you understand what? his... What are you talking about? I don't about? think you understand his tenets. But the tenet is, at least in terms of what you produce, it does not matter the artistic value of it. It matters just simply the quantity of it. No, no, no. I think, and I think with that, you're, you're not understanding his, um, his tenets. When he, when he says that, I mean, we're getting these a little out of context, right? People have a hard time getting content out because they're insecure, right? Right. So he says, you should not be worried about that at first, right? You should be worried about posting consistently for the algorithms, right? And then gaining some level of, um, you know, maturity with, with, you know, the way you, you know, establish content. Like me and Alex had to do a little bit, I think, with the podcast in general. Like we had to like do 10, 20 to even understand really what we're doing here. When, he, when he's talking about putting the content out, he's talking about, you know, you just have to put it out because that's the first step. But I totally agree. Right. But but in, even in the sense of the first step, he doesn't, at least in the, in the videos I've seen, and also in his own productions, right? Have you seen his NFTs? I don't, yeah, I, have, I haven't seen his NFTs. His NFTs, which he charges literally tens of thousands of dollars, are basically- Because he can. Are, are and doodles. he gives most of this money to- They're doodles. He puts absolutely no- in And fact, he gives he, most of this money to charity he has as well. Video, it's not, again, this isn't about whether or not he's a nice guy or So what, guy. what are we getting at? You call him about, a fucking well, grifter. No. Well, he is a grifter. I think anyone, oh! who, sells, anyone who sells doodles for $10,000 is a grifter. At the same point, though, I think what, what he is a harbinger of and where we're going with this and where Lumen, I think, takes us is the idea of what I would call the grifter economy, which is it does not matter the value of what you make as long as people will buy it. And the pro- or the thing about Lumen is Lumens realize it only matters as long as you can control and manipulate the consumer, which in case in this case is the worker itself. Which I totally disagree. I mean, they're providing us. We'll talk about it on many different levels. If we want to talk about the Indian Audi program, they're providing a service for people. If we want to talk about Lumen, I'm guessing they're a private company or whatever. They're on the market, right? And they provide a service for people. Right, they're not just grifting people. Like, if you want to say the NFTs are grifting because they hold no value, that's a different story. But the innies to the Audis are are actually providing a value for Mark. Mark gets a value out of this system. Well, but not any, arguably not anymore though, because he wants. Oh, about he's saying, but he did provide a value for them. He's, yes. he and she said it was good for him. Right. Well, I think I think again we're getting to this question about well, what is value and what is work? Right. I mean, when we talk about capitalism, free market economy, economics, what we're talking about is the value assigned to something is whatever someone is willing to pay for, right? And so what's interesting about severance is that when a person becomes severed, right, 
you are you basically become the worker. That's all they are. They lose basically any independence that they might have in the outside world. And it reminds me a lot of when they are innies of sharecroppers. I don't know how familiar you are with like the institution of sharecroppers yeah, yeah. to have, you know, but basically the 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 grift of it, dare I say, is that we pay you so little and force you to purchase all products which we make. Right, it's a feudal system. system. It's, it's a, a feudal system, right? right. It, it, it sounds like Uber. Right. Like no, it's no, not that. It doesn't right. sound like capitalism. It sounds like communism to me. Well, capitalism. We're just gonna we're gonna take all your money you work for, and we're not gonna really give you much out of it as well. Right. That sounds like communism, doesn't that? Well, so this actually gets a little bit unanswerable question. I think we I've asked this you a few times about this. Like, how much do you think they're getting paid? They don't get paid. No, 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 no. They actually. Like, oh, do, you I mean the Audi? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was. Okay. This is just like an right. unanswerable question. So they get a free. They get a free house. Um, and I'm guessing for utilities, and they probably get some sort of uh, gas slash uh, grocery. Well, kind of also, card. also they get like random rewards. You see, in that first episode, he had like a little mark on his head, and they were like, "Here's here's a free reward to go well, to go be, to the bar." Let's be clear, though, whatever they're getting paid, it is not enough. No, I well, no, I no, I just I just think it's a, well. Well, no, What's here's enough? the whole thing. Like, like here's the whole thing. What if I told you, yo, you get you get a free house and 250k a year. Uh, and you know, and you know, your Audi's gotta do all the work. Right. Well, that's the seduction of the grift. Well, I would personally never do it. No, I don't know if I would ever do it, never. but there's another part of me that's like, yo, I could use the money. Well, it seems like, you know, we're talking about later in the season stuff that they, they kind of, uh, groomed Mark from the beginning to mm-hmm. get this job. And they're probably grooming Dylan and John Turturro's character as well. I, I don't think a single person was put in there, like, by chance. Helly, I think Ellie was by choice. Well, no, I think we're going to get into, no, Helly's, like, they specifically picked Helly right, because she, of who she, she is. She she wanted to go in. She wanted to go. But my, my understanding is yeah, she they, wanted they, to they go. But we pick, gotta... They definitely pick people who... Let's, like, I, I still feel like there's more to Helly than we don't, like, up. Uh, I really want to hear... Her she the, said, kill me, try it, bitch. Yes, yeah, which is, said. like, it's badass, actually. No, but I'm saying she wants to be in there. She believes in the message. 100%. She believes in what they're doing. I just want, I just want to hear you. Because no, maybe it, there's... Because of the interaction with the father. Because remember, the father was like, I heard what she did. He never even visited his daughter. So I could... I could. There could be more to this. Well, he probably saw his daughter when she was out of work. No, he said, this is the first time I've seen you since since well, your since her any tried to attempt suicide. Oh. He has not. He didn't. He didn't see her when that happened. Oh, that's only like a, that's only like four or three, four weeks ago, though. Still, he didn't see his daughter. So I'm but saying three, four it's, weeks, but the whole the whole process, he did see her at some point. I don't know. Do you, yeah, do you, because the suicide was not the beginning of her job. She was already. But we so we you know my understanding was that was the first time from the way I read that scene. That's the first time they've seen each other in like years, if not a year, like. They don't have well, a lot of interaction. Either way works, though, right? I 100%. Mean, the, the, the thing about it is is that when you do have that scene, when you meet him, you realize that this man is, he's, he's, he's a cult leader, right? Well, I, or a follower. I, he's not the head of a, a Well, cult. he's an Egan. So yeah, it's like it, it seems to be like I, let's use feudal system because it's like a series of families yeah, 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 that yeah. all leads. And I mean, Egan clearly it's it's the linear lineage of of is it Kier? Yeah, Kier Egan. Kier Egan, right? So Germs. it's it's very clear that these are people who have assimilated in the idea of their kind of prophetic nature. Right, that they are working towards the betterment of of some. I mean, it's the same thing you hear in Scientology or uh, any any kind of like these kind of uh, 
cultish sort of of of, of groups. kind of more modern ones though right well it's definitely modern right yeah so I, one thing i was really interested in the show is when i saw the promotions and i got really excited for the show i never thought it was going to be a like the corporation and like a thriller it feels like a callback to like 80s movies you know we're fighting against the corporation and like it's a thriller this is like i never thought the show was going to go in this direction did it like I you, mean, you, from episode one, I thought it was going in that direction. Yeah, I no, no, no. But like I, it, but like in the actual promotional material for this I show, honestly, in the way, because I, I was, I was following it heavy, and I never. Well, so when I heard the concept, I didn't think of it like as this grand, sprawling, worldwide issue. I thought of it more as this intimate thing. Well, we don't really know how prevalent it is worldwide even though. Well, that's the whole thing. They're still hiding from us, but obviously they're saying the Senate's talking about it. It's like, it's obviously a, a worldwide, company. it's obviously okay, a worldwide thing. it could thing. be like, in reality, 50,000 people. Like, but that could just be the start. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying well, we're probably just in the start. Well, let's look at the infrastructure required in order to make this kind of stuff happen, right? They have this huge building. Right? They already have this building for the Lumen Company. For the Lumen Company, which does which is just the fuck one, will you know? right? They also have this. Uh, uh, I, I forget what you call it when it's like a, a you bend a dimension, so it's like one room is like the size of a planet or whatever, you know? Oh, like the whole uh, the way uh, Doctor Who has like the the it's it, it's bigger on the inside, right? Well, and it seems like this is what this company is. Alex like the, the, the total interior. hatred. Coming out when I when I when I, when I mentioned Doctor, you what do you mean? You know that it's bigger. You don't know what I'm talking about. No, I they're Tartarus, right? You don't. You, what do you not? I don't what, know Tartarus. You call yourself a nerd and you don't understand. You, really? You love to tell me how much of a nerd you are. Listen, I like pretty much everything with the exception of a few fandoms that I never got interested but in. But like Doctor you, Who being one but of that's them. That's a basic thing. That's a, a phone basic booth. Tenet I know what uses. the phone booth. So is. when you go in the phone booth, it actually like it opens up when you, you're you inside understand. and you're you know in, like, what we're talking about. I know right. what the phone booth is. I don't know it's called the Taurus. But you under you've heard the concept. It's bigger on the inside. Nope, never heard that really? phrase. Okay, well. Now you um, know. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm in a little bit of shock, Alex. To be honest with you, but but in either case, the the architecture <laughs> yeah. and the design of the Lumen Four suggests like I, I don't even know like some sort of fantasy sci-fi. Yeah. Like, how big is that floor? How many rooms does it hold? Well, it reminds me yeah. of like uh, one of those like garden mazes. That's that, right. Yes, it's like you know, and there could be you know if they introduce that idea. There's like also like there's areas that are like blocked off by like obviously not a minotaur, but some like something cool they do oh, some sort of that, shit um, like that. Is that uh, Theseus? Versus, yes. Yeah. Versus the Minotaur. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm saying like it, they could yeah. make some really cool analogies to stuff like that. Well, here's the interesting thing because I was thinking about that as well, right? Uh, the original Labyrinth, and if you ever read the uh, Borges, um, God, he he wrote a book or at least a short story on the Labyrinth. But the idea behind it is a Labyrinth is where you put something you want to keep secret. Yes. Right. In the sense of the original Greek myth, Pan's labyrinth was a pan. No, no, go on. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst joke but, of all time. But the Minotaur in the original in the, the the Greek myth was uh, where King Minos kept the 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 child of his wife and a god who had disguised himself as a bull. That's why it's half bull, half man, and he wanted to hide his shame. Right. It also became a very easy way to kill off political opponents. Right. Yeah. Just send them into the labyrinth. Right. So. Um, 
So I think one of the questions that we bring up is what is the secret in the middle of that labyrinth? That's right. So, I mean, that's why when we learn the secret, the show becomes so much worse. But let's just, what do you guys think the secret is? I think it's, I hopefully it's something really stupid. I, I think honestly, it's, it's, I, all right. My suggestion is that it is some sort of shame of, of the original creator. That it's some sort of deal. So what that are they, they doing? Made. What's MDR actually doing? Again, see, and this is the point that goes you back to what I was saying about Gary V. What they're doing is arbitrary. Here, here's another. Here's another. What's the point? The point is, is they're trying to like enslave humanity, like, yes. like By that. getting them to do arbitrary shit. Right, but they're actually gonna have a physical thing. No, I, I think no, I, th I, I'm under the impression what they're doing is they're like you're running tests. Of, Everything they're doing is like a test of sorts. They're, the reason that his wife is there is because they're trying to see if he can even recognize who she is. Like, that, gonna, like everything they're doing is a test to see how much of a brain control they can have over these people, how much they can erase. I That's, like, it could be a thing. I don't think so. Those There's definitely stuff in the Egan's past. Are they going to make sure, you know, I hope the Matrix ending. Yeah, I know. Where <laughs> Mark, listen to this, John. Mark goes into, like, he, you know, the final thing, he goes downstairs. He thinks he's going to figure out everything. And then he opens the door, and it's an old, old white guy. Right, nice suit and everything. And he's like, Mark, you've been here before. This is not the first time we're having this conversation. And then Mark just wakes up back in MDR with his boy Bert, and they're just chilling. Well, here, here's something else just to, to throw it on there, right? Because, again, talking about work, and I'm not going to give up no, on No, but I want, I want well, a real here, – I want something real. You may want it. You're not going to get it. I think we will get it. <laughs> you know, here, so, so I was thinking about this as well, right? Crypto, blockchain, right? If if you understand kind of the, and and I don't understand the nuances of it, but just the to say basic, the script was written before the crypto boom, I think. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, like you have twenty. It, it, um, it was given to uh, Ben Still around 2016, 2017. Right. Well, crypto you, boom was starting. You, so yeah. well, you have you have uh, uh, Bitcoin at twenty thirteen. Yeah, that's what exactly. It's but but here's the thing, because again, I think all of these things work together to form you know this kind of neo capitalism that we're, we're settling into. The, the blockchain is built, right? Whenever there's a transaction, you build a block. This is what the miners do, right? And in order to verify it, you have a computer solve a complex problem, which over time gets more and more complex to ensure the security of the blockchain. But here's the deal. The actual puzzle that the blockchain solves is immaterial. It's meaningless. It's completely arbitrary. That puzzle itself means nothing. It's just that you have to do something to validate the blockchain that cost work, right? And this is where it goes to like, what do they do? In one way, you can kind of think of their actions, their work as a complete arbitrary thing, right? Which just creates value in and of itself. It doesn't matter for the purposes of Lumen, for the technology, for the power that Lumen is trying to create, what the worker does, so long as they do whatever it is Lumen so tells them to Lumen do. So how does Lumen force people into doing this? I mean, we're we're seeing it's it's on an individual level. It's you know we're seeing Adam uh, Adam Scott Mark right. He's trying to get away from the grief of his dead wife. His dead wife um, is she? Yeah, go ahead. Right, <laughs> sure. You know, we see Helly as in a way trying to to again popularize. You know, it's it's really funny in a way because that video that they put together right of her at her office. Right? It's it's influencing work. She's like an influencer for her own company. Listen, if if this was real life, 
This severance thing would never be able to work in America. I think it would work absolutely. I no. actually think. I think Americans. Out. I think it would work a hundred percent. No, no, no. I think it would work maybe around the circles that we live in. You go to most of America, guarantee no one's taking that job. I think guarantee absolutely. In fact, I, I, Alex, I disagree with you. Or they don't Cunt. know what they're doing. One hundred percent, they're not taking that job. You know, uh, just real. Briefly. How many? Uh, oh wait. How much are they getting paid? Because I'll tell you, there are guys who be like, I don't need to know right, you paid me people, 100 Gs. People are going to want to know what's going on in those buildings. Some people it, Out of curiosity, out of like potential civil rights, civil rights reasons, honestly, more curiosity okay. probably. Let, let's be real here. Well, How many of us are doing deep dive investigations in Amazon? And we hear about all this shit. Things we know and it sucks. And so people just like, okay, I won't take those jobs. There you go. But people don't know. And that's that's the bigger thing. No, I think. don't know. Here's the thing. There are people who do know and still will take the job. Because they need the money. There is some basic civil rights, civil uh, rights things there that you need to have cameras. You need to show them to certain better business bureaus, stuff and like that. I don't think it would, it could work. It depends. On a legislative level, I don't think it could work. All right, guys. I got some, I got some. Wait one second. Legislative level, you think that actually could work? What? Severance? Yeah, no way. Watch, I, I, Alex, Congress across the board. Like, I think we're actually No gonna, way they would ever say I, yes I, to I, that. I, I actually disagree with you completely. Listen, give uh, Nancy Pelosi some options. I get I, 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 I actually. Yeah, there are Republicans and everybody for that. Oh, I. Of course I, they I, are. Alex, no way they Alex, are. Alex, I actually think it's going to get Give bi- me something else someone's bi- voting for. Bipartisan support. Guaranteed now. Guaranteed now. We have to we have to innovate in America. Severance is an innovation. Alex, this idea that like people don't have to give birth, that like they can just like have their sever do it. I guarantee you it's to going to happen. Yeah, because because bosses, I mean, Republicans never talk about how much we should trust companies. And No, uh, I don't uh, think either side would do it. Absolutely. I think both sides absolutely. would also, do it. Also, I don't know if that, we're, not, we're not using this as like a giving birth thing either. No, they actually literally did in the show. Someone gave birth through Sever. Oh, right, right. Yeah, right. the yeah. the senator's Right, but I'm wife. talking about as a work situation. No, but where I'm talking about there's in- no oversight from any sort of. Uh, I, I think there would be more oversight. So how can there be oversight? There can't be a uh, lumen-like system with oversight. That's what I'm saying. But here's the thing: you're assuming that there would be oversight. Look at all of the businesses that we, we have know what's now. going on in Amazon. It sucks. So some people you just know. don't work. Look at look. That's kind of how we're doing it. Yeah. yeah. You know, but thing is, because we don't know that—that's the thing. If we don't, if Americans don't know something, they're gonna try their hardest to figure it out. And I after they figure it out, they may not give a shit. But they're gonna figure it out. <laughs> I guarantee that. But here's the thing: even when they figure it out, they'll look at it and they'll be like, "You know, it sucks for them." But dude, because here's the thing: no, right? but if you show Mark what mm-hmm. Mark S is doing downstairs, he quits that job. A heartbeat. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Once people figure it out, they're not taking sure. the job. He or they just change. Well, up no, the standards. I'm saying in a in a world though where it's like you're working for Amazon and like your innie is actually just taking care of packages. Like I actually a hundred percent like can see that happening. Yeah, a hundred percent. You have to get co- Congress passes it. Hundred percent. People are are starting to work at Amazon. Like if they're getting like sixteen an hour. For for no memory of what they actually did, they're a hundred percent game. And then there was like also there's like video cameras of like yo they were just packing packages. Oh, if they were actually just packing packages, that'd be and, and that, that's what I'm saying. But the this thing. they're actually like no no no. no. I'm saying no. If this was actually happening, it would be really that's fucked up. what I'm talking about. It would be fu- again. But how many times do you hear stories about some? I mean, right through COVID, right? They were literally meat pack, meat packing places, right? We had to get this meat out. All COVID is spreading. The managers had Deadpool's on their workers to say who's going to die of COVID. I would probably okay. do it. I, would probably I, I as fucked up as that sounds, that I'm like. 
Listen, if I, I was if I was running a company, I may do the death roll as well. And, here, and here's it. the thing, right? We, we've only been with this small group, and I assume that season two we're going to extend wider. They have walk in as well, and you're going to see they did have walk in, but you're going to see situations, and I think they're going to bring it up of people whose life was so shit before, or they were so broke or so desperate that literally they find out what happens to their innies, and they'll send a message to their innie. They'll be like, "Dude, we were." Blowing dudes on the street for rent money, <laughs> like okay. midnight cowboy. Over well, here. it also it's <laughs> straight it, up. It, it seems like um, what's his face? His character was actually involved with it. Um, John Turturro. John Turturro's um, Audi was actually like doing stuff to talk well, it. Up. How do we know that? Well, no, his no, no. Audi was was looking for ways to bring down the company. He yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his oh. Audi was his yeah. dad. Oh, here's the thing, and this was really interesting. It seems that his dad was, was, in, the was in the navy. But it seemed that his dad was severed. So they may have Wait, been wait, wait. Where, where did you get this inside his dad when was he, severed? When he opens up the box with the yeah. uniform, he takes it out. And there's a list of people who've been severed. Yes. And he's been looking into them because he's trying to find his dad. Oh, is his dad's name on there? Yes. Oh, shit. And I think... Yeah. And here's the thing. And, and again, this is a really interesting point, right? When we talk about the issues with particularly soldiers and PTSD and things mm-hmm. like that. What if you could sever a soldier? Yes. All right. So one second. This technology definitely not real. This no, definitely not real. I don't know how you could sever somebody, but they could keep all the important memories, but not of the other. Like the I, one memories. of the funniest things with Alex, I think it was episode four something. I was like, Alex, um, what? Jew joke. Yeah. No. 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 One of the guys said, "Kosher." It's, it, it's like it's kosher, and I'm like, "How the fuck do you know what kosher is? Like, do you yeah. know what a Jew is? Like, he probably doesn't know what sex is, but he knows what kosher is." Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm just like, and also like they know what a goat is. When they see a goat, right? But like, but like, and they know what the sound Turturro, a goat makes. Turturro can can draw a picture of the of the hallway to the but break like, room. But like, does does Turturro know that he's having gay feelings? Does he understand? Yeah, that was a big thing. By I the was way, wondering about does Turturro the real? The, my whole thing is that either one of them has to be in a gay relationship, and I think one of them has to be well, what, one, one of them has was. to be homophobic, right? So I think John Turturro's character—they're probably going to make him homophobic. As like a message of, uh, I'm saying like it's the easy call right there. For the there show. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of politics that are involved in it because I mean, look, so that's the easiest way to put the politics one, one, in there. One, one is of, if yeah. the turtle's character is gay. Well, because but here's the it's thing: not, it's not homophobic. I mean, you're you're under the assumption, and I mean, look, I think it's an interesting thing, and depending on how they do it, you know, can be done well. But you know, you have that question of, well, are you born this way, or is this something that's learned? Like, how does experience work in this? So. If he comes out and he's homophobic, but then he's secretly gay, there's this question. No, no, no. Of, his, like, let's say he's actually not gay, but his innie is his innie is gay. Like he personally is not. Well, gay. And, and, and they're starting this whole idea of you know they're really fighting that. Listen, this is science nurture. fiction, right. and the technology is not real at all. You can so it, it. it's it's theoretically in this world it could. I, well, I mean that's and that's a central question of this entire series, right? Which is who are you? Yes. Right? Can can you not be you? Right, I think, and that that would be a huge question, right? If one person is is straight up homophobic and it is any is gay, it's like, and again, gay in the sense of, because because while homosexuality isn't barred by Lumen, supposedly all Rel- relationships relationships, relationships right. because that'll just cause violence. Not oh no, no, these guys can't like if they start having sex. It's Remember that like, Colin? They had that Colin Farrell movie where they take. Uh, 
kids and teenagers on a uh, voyage or voyagers, uh, voyages. right? And the whole thing is that the kids stop taking their hormone blockers, okay, and they yeah. start being in romantic well, relationships. Also, just the island. No, but I would just use this example, right? right? Same sort but of they thing. start right. being in romantic relationships, and that causes violence because of the hormones and everything involved with that. So, guaranteed, if they if they if they had some sort of feelings in relationships, it would cause a lot of violence. So, so I wanted to kind of go back to something else you were kind of saying. We were talking about, like, you know, are there any actual answers in this? And, like, while I do agree with John for the most part, I'm like, I don't think there is. Like, you yeah, know, they're just trying to control me. There's got to be so, so I have some – so here are the places there would be, you know. There's what's in that – um other location that uh adam scott's wife is it's gonna be the freezer from westworld yeah yeah so i'm assuming it's gonna be freezer for westworld actually i love you brought up westworld because this really gets into what i kind of want to talk about so this is like um i have this show severance and yellow jackets they're doing the slow mystery box very well i haven't got a show like this where i'm caring about future seasons in a minute you know better call Saul's ending Ozark's ending, coming to an end. Stranger Things, but also I, I didn't feel they were as big mystery boxes in this. And like you know, West oh, Stranger World, Things is definitely a big mystery box. It, it is, it is. But I also I feel like they give us a lot they, of answers. They told us what's in the box. They, they told right, us it was a, it was yeah, one yeah, of those yeah, things where I'm like, yeah, yeah, how but, far is this story gonna go? Yeah, but th- but we don't, but we still don't know. We're past season one. I feel like we knew what was in the box at the end of season one of Stranger Things. We're we finished both nah, these seasons. We we, we met like. Um, the guard at the gate for season one of Strange. But Six. like we opened the door. I feel like the door is still like there's still more to unpack here. And there's definitely still more to unpack with yellow jackets. And like I feel like we're getting we're bring we're going back to this era of like multi-season television after these like years of just like all about the mini series, baby. What I want is a is a show well, that's going to come now, back now year after both. year. Now we can get both. Yes. Well, we have it. It's you know the the networks, you know the studios. They all want the next Lost, and it just so happened that this year we got two of them. We got two of them. You know, now this isn't Lost. This isn't Lost. I think Yellow Jackets is a much better comparison see, to what, Lost. What can we compare this to? Because I, I tried I, to come up before. I don't think this is. Lost I, I understand the Lost yeah. comparison. I just I think there's other things because it's. It's is not there, as big of a mystery box as Yellow Jackets. Is there is. other things? The problem is the pacing is it's relatively slower than usual, and we're only in one setting. Right. The thing about the thing about it is that it's doing something that I think Lost, and it made a mistake. When Lost was at its best, it did it. Too many episodes but it were Lost. It was. Well, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. because it got lost in the mystery box. Rather than focusing on the characters. Well, I, I actually, David Lindoff's literally said that we, we, we knew where the characters were going and we actually had to make more episodes so we couldn't do that. Right. They, they, they literally, the studio oh, yeah. made them you, make... But in right. general, what happens with these shows is you lose track of themes, you lose yes, track of right. characters. And, well, well, like, you know, the characters are not on the original mission they they were on from the beginning and that kind of loses it. That's right. kind of what took me out of Westworld a little bit. Like, in season three, I'm just like, what the hell is... Nah, I just Del- the crap Oh, yeah, out Del- of Del- Dolores, I didn't give a fuck about it anymore. You watch Westworld, John? I watched the first season, loved it. Best loved season. And I got through about two or three episodes of season two. See, I like season two more just... than one. I, I, I still think season I'm one's gonna, better. I'm finish it. It's definitely nah, nah, quality. No, 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 You don't need to. You get it. Like, Aaron I like Paul, prestige I was so excited like for him. I like prestige TV. It's not prestige. Season three's not prestige. No, season three's shit. It, you know what no. season three kind of reminds me of? Bond, the new yeah. one. Oh, okay. Yeah, 
Well, you hit, <laughs> as soon as you, I say Bond, he's out of it. You literally hit my uh, 007 ejector seat button. Oh my right god! There. Yeah, <laughs> it, oh. it was a season like all. It's like I'm. I've seen all of it up to now. I'm going to see season four premiere when it comes out. But I'm just like, I don't know what's Yo, going on with Westworld. Bond was just such a shitty movie. Horrible. I literally, I literally passed out Horrible. during the movie, so <laughs> it was that bad. Oh, god, I want severance from that movie. <laughs> thing is, I don't. No, think I, I know. I know. Alex, though, imagine though, like you're a severance guy, and like you know, hey, you're just going about your shit. Out of nowhere, you just pop up in a movie theater, watching the new James Bond movie. That, that would no, be, what would be cool. What would be cool though is if you get a, you can have a button and you have a timer. Let's say you don't want to sit through this family function. You don't want to sit through this dinner. Right. Let's say you have. Uh, oh, so, so let's say you could actually control when when, when you gotta, you're severed or not. You got to do something really. You got to do something really annoying. Like you have to break up with somebody. You have to go through a job interview. Mm-hmm. You big boom. I don't want to go through this. Have my severed personality go through this. Well, it well, seems like the senators, uh, the senator's wife, did that with the yeah. pregnancy. It's so funny because you said it, and now a movie's popping in my head, which should have been there all the time. What. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yes, a hundred percent. Well, th- I think they were talking about that a little bit when the show first came out. I have not, I, I, not heard. I, 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 heard, I heard a yeah. little bit of discussion. With you know, about it. but that certainly I think goes into the the questions that Severance are interested in about who you are. And I think what's interesting is that mm-hmm. and that's what makes the movie so great is Eternal Sunshine or Severance. Eternal Sunshine. Okay. You know that the affirmation that it's like even though this is bad, it's still worth keeping because it enriches my experience, my life. You know, and I think that is. I don't, I don't know if I got that out of uh, Turtle Sunshine. I don't know if I got this as a good. This is a positive liter- for he society. He literally says this is a, and I remember this because this is the point that I broke down in tears in the movie theater. Ah, was John. when the the world is just disappearing around them, and he says, you know, something to the effect of, "What if I could do this all?" Over? He's like, "I would do it all over again because." Every moment, right, but I also think he's like yeah, a to, character to, to, I do, teardrop every time. He's also Alex. a character I don't want to be in any aspect, and I don't trust. But you know what? I think that there there's a wisdom to that, right? But we can't just be taking just because a character says something doesn't mean it's true. No, well, that's part of the art, right? The yeah. art is does it resonate with you? Yeah. For me, it resonates with me because it's it's again there's there's that nugget of wisdom to me that says you know just because you can do something, should you do? Right. Just because if I could, you know, again, I made that joke about 007. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, and yes, it was a bad movie. But even as it was a bad movie, it actually enriches me in some way to know that this movie was so to have a knowledge of a movie that bad. That's why I saw Cats in theaters. You know, uh, John, you see Rudy possibly in theaters. Did I see Rudy? Yeah. No. I've actually never seen Rudy. You've never seen Rudy? You're no. like, you're you okay. want to talk about crying in a movie and you haven't seen Rudy? For see, Rudy I, 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 I'll cry I a lot of stuff. Scene. The only thing that makes Alex cry is Rudy. The only thing. I got like one scene in Naruto Shippuden. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, wait, but I, all, all of a haiku, I'm like tearing up. So I may have like a... A tear of enjoyment, but never of like, oh my god! No, 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 no! no I'm no, such you, a little baby no, no, that cries in high school an, shit. Usually, no, anime, no. I'm getting like, I'm getting like pure, pure joy, dopamine, yeah, like tears. No tears though. No, when when I'll for Eternal Sunshine, when it was that, it was just that moment of revelation where it's like we've gone through this and he's yeah. been fighting for this, and then to actually make that statement, it's like that even as horrible as this is, I would. 
you know, I don't want to lose the memory of you. That enriches me. Well, well, and I think, here's the interesting thing, right? Mark and Severance is going through that right now, right? It's like, my life is, is, is less worth it not knowing who this person is. I feel know? like he would kill himself before he'd go into Severance. Who? Mark. Mark the innie or Mark the Audi? Uh, no, no, no. Because um, Audi did I, 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 it. He, he got severance. I, I, he chose it. I, feel I, like dis- he would... I, I disagree with that. Uh, for, for That's why the sister is actually really important to the story. Yes. If he didn't have the sister, because actually, I think she's a low-key. That's, you, you asked, we asked the question before the podcast started, who's your favorite character? His sister's my favorite Love character. the sister. Okay, it could be your favorite like archetype of the story. I don't know if it's your favorite actual character. My favorite? You know what? She is... Strong. She is funny. She is caring. She's she's a hero. She is a, a a hero in this story. I think she. I think it would be really entertaining to see her and also the uh, the husband Rickon mm-hmm. get severed eventually. I think it will be that would Listen, be Rickon is miles ahead of my favorite characters. In, uh, watch this how like watch how severed Rickon's an absolute boss. We're just like. He's like he's he's just like the exact opposite. He's just like Seven Rickens. What like uh, like he's Double O Seven pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I will. I I would love. They that. don't. They don't really. No, but, but, that but also much. also he reads his book and he's like, yo, I made some good points. Happened to me. I thought all the points he made in the book were pretty good. To be honest, yeah. Especially if I've never read a book before, I'm like, this is this is true art right well, here. Well, but, going back to art for a second, right? We get two two basic. Well, actually, three, right? But I'm not going to count uh, the guy's daughter. Uh, Whose daughter? Uh, Petey. Petey. Petey's daughter. Remember, she's in a yeah, rock she's band. A, yeah. Right? You she like does the rock that kind band? of anti-lumen uh, uh, art. You like the rock band? It's, you know. It, I'm it, assuming it we're going to see more of her. You know. Listen, you can say you didn't like but, it, But it's, it's, <laughs> it's heavy metal. It's like death metal, you know? It's, wow. it's okay. To all the death metal listeners you know? out there. Like, no, I, would, no. I wouldn't bring my the podcast, I guess, is no longer for you. It's not. Well, actually, I'm not. Here's the thing, my my music taste. I'm more uh, death metal. The, the best death metal to me is like Slipknot. Well, you, you don't know, listen to death sure metal because people. the white people sing it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. It sounds like some racism it, right it's here. It's that white people shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, black folk don't fuck with that. Anytime you say worship Satan, nope, nope. Not saying there's it. definitely more. There's definitely uh, you know high number of people listening to country than there is death metal though. Yeah. I but. Anyway, saying <laughs> country is like known as like the whitest music but I of think, all time. But I think not, what's, I hate country. Here, here's the thing that's interesting, right? Because again, we've we have this discussion about what they do in women. Now, Bert does this what seems to be, in my sense, like um, artistic renovations. Like he preserves this art of like care and like the Lumen history. Tutorial's character, yeah. Not to tur- the 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 Bert. Oh, you do Bert, Bert uh, the guy from uh, Chris Bert's? Walken. Rick. Oh yeah, Chris Walken. Chris yeah, Walken. Okay. Right? Oh, it, I thought Bert was the guy from the first step. No, Bert is Chris Walken's character. Oh, let me. I'll just check the IMDb. So, so wait, who is the PD? PD's the guy. Oh, PD was the guy who PD. retired. Yeah, right. So, but somehow he. They say he got his. Uh, 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 he was re resever like re reconnected, reintegrated, well, right? But oh, no, no, he was. N- oh yeah, Petey was not Bert. But I think what's interesting is that on one hand you have what Bert does this you know artistic uh, renovation, which is just these very classical you know p- uh, pieces of art, which I think most of us you know you see it in the kind of museum. It's like that's good work. That's that's good, you know. But 
it's all being served towards holding up Lumen's, this, this mythology, this lie that they have, right? And then you look at Rickon, and Rickon, he's a shitty writer. Like, let's just uh, be fair. Don't know he's, about a that. he's a shitty writer. Go back. I, I think you just hate him because you ain't him. Mm-mm. Here's the thing. He's a shitty writer, but a brilliant and beautiful artist. Because the content of what he has is inspiring. Like, literally, he's he is the fucking Karl Marx of this revolution, right? Is, They're drawing is. on his work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's touched these people's hearts in a way that all of this classic art can do. I, right? I really love when they, like, name the actual, like, the, the page number. I'm like, oh, this is it's like reading scripture right here. Yeah. And I think what's interesting about it is what it says scripture. about... You're a Jew. Don't ever say that again. What? It's like reading the Torah. You want me to say that? Scripture is like, is like New Testament stuff, my guy. Well, why can't in why general can, is just religious? Text. Yeah, why? Can, why yeah, but, well, let's let's use nomenclature as a thing, is it not? I think I, I would apply scripture to the Torah. What's wrong with that? I'm just telling you, nomenclature is a thing, is it not? Is it not? I I have no idea how scripture is used in. I've never heard a Jew ever say scripture ever. There's a reason why it was taken by the Christians. These guys don't have enough. All right, go on. (laughs) 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 No, honestly, the show though, going back to like a way earlier thing, the the scene that made me actually cry first time seeing it, Jon Snow taking off his belt, (laughs) the Boltons charging right at him. You know, he died. A few months ago, you know, and he's wait. Didn't you never see Game of Thrones? I've seen parts of it. I see. I saw the first season. This is Battle of the Bastards. He out. He saw like the first season and the last. Season. Doesn't matter. John see the last. This season. is like I saw the last episode. This is the ultimate like Captain America moment in Endgame where he's picking up his shield and he's like, "This is it." It does act. That's another scene. But look at this. Jon Snow <laughs> came back from the dead four months ago. Now he's at the top of a hill looking at maybe his demise by the hand of the Boltons who are charging right at him. He takes off his belt, he takes out his sword, and he's ready to fight. Yeah. And it's just really dope. All right. All right, so actually on that little, little bit of change, I kind of want to talk a little bit about this last episode, specifically how it was done. Because I feel like it's going back to something I'm always having a conversation with you about. What's up? This idea of like, you know, it was cool how they did it, but I wish they did it a different way. This is a show where they, they did it... They did exactly the right way. They kept me in the moment with each character. They specifically, instead of doing the stupid thing of like, let's do like 10 minutes with Mark, then 10 minutes with Hilly, then 10 minutes here. They were like, no, we're going to do all of them at the same time because that's how they kept me on the edge of my seat for those full 40 minutes is because we are simultaneously in each one of their heads. By by doing that, it... It just it shows just a masterclass of directions. I don't think we've talked nearly enough about just what um what what he's doing in terms of directing here. Ben, just the yeah, what Ben Stiller is putting on a masterclass of just technical prowess and creating these synchronicity scenes. The one of Petey, of him phasing in and out of his oh, memories, so fucking good. seamlessly. It, and it's so both disorienting and orienting. It's it's. It's brilliant. It's brilliant work. There have been so many episodes where literally the even just the 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 dance party was just so and I know it's going to come out weird but it was just so stimulating yes. visually. Mm-hmm. The music, the incorporation of the music into these scenes has been phenomenal. Um I have to say, just in general, this is, to me, a perfect season of, of content. Well, well, also, when I was listening to this other podcast where we started, this was actually a season of television. It didn't, like, the way it ended was, like, 
get ready for season two. It didn't feel like one of these, with a lot of shows, what they do now is they do like the, you know, we could end right here or we could go back. They were like, all right, guys, get ready for season two, episode one. It's not, there was no like, we're definitely not ending yeah, it here. Yeah, because usually right. when you have a season arc of TV, right, you're going to want to have the ending of the arc as well. No, 100%, but it's I feel like... It's hard to both have a conclusion and a huge setup for the next well, season. Well, th- that takes me to what I'm saying with Yellow with Yellow Jackets also. It's like, I feel like we're getting back into this time where I can get, like, multi-season storytelling. Right, and we're lucky that there's less supervision and there's more freedom on a network like Apple right than there is on like fox where we need to push this being 20 episodes right. a season right. right and this is like kind of the direction we're going into where we're gonna get a prison break but we're gonna get prison break having 10 to 12 episode right. seasons right yeah. instead of 20 right where you can leave the room for more and less right. pretty good. i mean the, th- the thing is for me even with the old jackets like i loved the old jackets it's, some of the episodes were amazing but there were a lot of episodes there that oh yellow jackets though were near to as good as Severance. this severance Every episode, every minute, I felt was just spent so well. Um, And here's the thing. If they never came out with the next season, I would be satisfied. I would be, but I I, I would. It'd be a really good ending to the movie. It's like like Midnight Mass, which was my favorite series of last year. You know, you could go and make a a season two of it. You could. What would season two be about? Just just somehow that the, the Dracula or whatever managed to escape. He got off the island. Oh, and now we're getting like a Jurassic Yeah, World. we're following another. We're, we're getting Jurassic World Dominion town. situation. Yeah, you know, and or maybe I'll, this one takes place in the city. World War Z happening. You know. Dude, you Brad you, Pitt versus a uh, versus a vampire. Well, I think it would end up going if you ever saw that show uh The Sting, it would basically go The there. Sting? I think I, it might have been the sting or the strain. The strain. 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 Yeah. strain. It would, it, that was really that, good. That, it, would, it would turn into that. But even that wore its welcome. It really yeah. wore its welcome. Yeah. I was like, what are you guys yeah. doing now? You know. Yeah, the, those first two seasons. Was yeah. Awesome. Oh. Awesome. Well, well, also this whole like this like uh this this um what was he? He was a Holocaust survivor. That Holocaust yeah. survivor just like the only one who's going to kill these vampires. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's a trope that I don't hate. You know, the Holocaust survivor who's now tougher than everybody else. Yeah. You know, oh. the, the Magneto of the yeah. world. Like, oh, I remember when I saw X-Men First Class, but for some I was oh, like, Barcy. that is awesome. You know, just that, even though it's just coincidental, I happened to be on YouTube today and they had, um, oh, it was a the, bo- the boxing movie? No, the one where he kills the Nazis in the yeah, bar. Yeah, I just saw that today. And it was funny because the, the, the clip was like, was like, you forgot how hard Magneto went. Yeah. <laughs> like, Yo, Magneto in first class goes so hard. He's so good in that movie. Oh my no, God, no, no. Great. But yeah, when he just stabs the guy in the hand, when he just drinks the rest of his yep. beer, love it. Well, that's the kick-ass guy who did that. Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. That's Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. That's the reason it's so good. Yeah. Do you want to do a Superman movie? This is way off topic. No, I don't want him to do a Superman movie. I think he should stick with boots on ground stuff. Have, is he? Did he want it or did Warner Brothers ask him? I was always unclear. I think he him. wanted it. But he's a boots on ground guy. I mean, the Kingsman, kick-ass movies. He's a boots well, on ground I, guy. I think the issue with like some of the later kick-ass and like, it was like kick-ass 2 or even like later. Um, oh, I think Kingsman 2 is really good. Yeah, but some of the issues, it just gets too grand at times. I don't think Kingsman 2 is is fine to me. I have no I have no qualms. I have no problems with Kingsman 2. I still prefer the first one. You I, see, I prefer you the see first Kick-Ass? one. Yeah. You see Kick-Ass 2? I, sh- yeah. I don't even think he directed Kick-Ass 2. He did, yeah. I don't think he did it. But Kick-Ass yeah. 1 is 
awesome. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, ones. it's like the comics. It's the comics kick ass. It's one, one of those things that are better than the comics. Yeah. Same thing yeah. with Kingsman. It's yeah. better than the comics. Well, also, like, yo, uh, got the new movie coming out. Nick Cage just takes that I level s- to a whole another level. I still, I yeah. still marvel at the fact that in in uh, Kingsman one, he straight up turns Colin Firth into a, an action star. Absolute. He has badass. that scene in the 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 church. Oh my god. No, but he he does stuff in number two with Firth. That like you know he's pretty much turning him into like a really evil guy. He's like trying to shoot down Pedro Pascal. We don't even realize why the whole movie. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Wow, yeah. he's amazing. I mean, yeah. Colin Firth is a good actor. Yeah, you just got to get these good actors put in these roles for action movies, and it works 100%. out. It works out. Yeah. I think it always works yeah. out. Like Mark I, Strong, Taron, and Colin Firth. I know you. I think you're high, you're much higher on. Uh, the King's Man than I am. No, no, but, no, no. I told you I'm high on one scene. Yeah, of one the King's scene. scene. But I gotta say, um, the action choreography from Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes is like trying his hardest, but like the script's just not there for him. Right. No, it's bad script. I don't think that. I don't think it's a comic book adaptation at all. Either. It's not. It was an original. Have you take. guys seen uh, the Bubble yet? No. I have no interest. Heard it's, it's actually terrible. it's actually kind of funny. It's got some pretty funny stuff in it. Oh, that's the new Apatow movie. Yeah, yeah, on Netflix. But the funny thing is, is at the very end, it's not a big spoiler, or whatever, but there's a fight scene with Dave Duchovny and... Uh, oh, damn. Dave Duchovny's in it? He's in it. And a, with, a bunch uh, of guys are in it. With Pedro Pascal? Face, the, no, no, the, the guy who... Uh, he was on SNL. Um, that really narrows it down. <laughs> no, no, no. He was John Belushi. Portlandia. Uh, Fred, Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen. So they have a fight. They have a fight? But the thing is, is that Ooh. it's supposedly like movie choreography. So they're just kind of the like miming it. Uh, <laughs> like, like, okay, now you go down. It's like, okay, now I'm going to come above you. That's perfect for Fred. <laughs> well, I, I, I heard that Fred Armisen's like the saving grace of that movie. It, it, you know what? It's way too long. That's the first thing. It's like two, and a, two, two hours That's all. That should be a 90-minute movie. That's all the Apatow If they cut movies. it down to 90, it would be such a good movie. That's every single Apatow movie, yeah. though. That's always people's problems with the Apatow movies. They're too long. I yeah. personally never have that problem. But a lot of people well, do. Mo- most of them. I always feel like you know, they could have cut ten minutes. No, 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 because I want to live with these characters. Well, I mean, that's that, that's what I've heard him in interviews. That's what he says. He's like, well, why would I cut it? Because the whole point of my movie is you're supposed to be living with. I these mean, guys. Yeah, Tarantino when he spoke about his uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? He had this big quote where he said that, you know, he's talking about the movie and there's a lot of stuff that you know just doesn't need to be there in terms of plotting. You know, that whole forty minute dream sequence. Well. uh Brad Pitt's on the roof. And it's not 40 like, minutes, but... It's actually 30, like, 2 minutes, 34 minutes. It is not that long. Yeah, because it's a dream sequence within another dream sequence. Oh! Oh, yes! Yes, yes, All yes, right, but right. um, he said that he's creating this with future generations in mind, where always with his movies, people always enjoyed the hangout scenes more mm-hmm. than being driven with the narrative, mm-hmm. right? And I think at the... You know, he's kind of the way I like to put his movies in PTAs that they're kind of movies that they're not actually movies. The only movie I've ever had a problem with Tarantino with the link was um, was it Heart Eight? Hateful Eight. That's Hateful not. Eight. That's not his. Hateful Eight. Oh, the Heart Eight. I was saying Heart no, Eight. Hateful Eight though. Eight. I see. I watched the TV version. Would have taken forty more minutes of it. I, I have you seen the miniseries version? No. Highly suggest the miniseries version. So he made it for he cut it for Netflix <laughs> into like four fifty minute episodes, and he narrates the previous. Yeah, for I everyone. think I, I that was on Netflix, right? It's on Netflix it's on still. Netflix. It's yeah, uh, yeah. it's in four K. Yeah. I no, there's just so many like long shots of scenery that it, just bored. It, me it, it works better if you can break it 
down into I those four parts. On, I watch it like, all. I watch yeah. it all. I, I actually think. I yeah. actually love. Alex loves the Hateful Eight. He thinks it's like one of the it's top. Probably my third or fourth favorite. Yeah, it's not that high up on it because I'm a Tarantino guy. I so. got. Uh, what did I have at number one? Even Inglorious. Inglorious is number one. Yeah. But you, you're just not a Pulp Fiction guy. No, I think second half Tarantino is better than first half Tarantino. But like Pulp Fiction's a masterpiece. Pulp Fiction is not even close to my. It's not my top five. I just, I just, I disagree so you disagree much. Disagree, Jen? Oh hell yeah! Yeah, Alex, this is this is like Alex. This is a terrible. I'll tell you my top five. Ready? No order, no order. Top five. Okay. All right, Reservoir Dogs, Django, Hateful Eight, and Glorious Bastards, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like it's it's really an insult that like, I got I got that yeah. at six. Whatever that five in order wait, wait, is. Who is it? What was your first two? Okay, um, Reservoir Dogs, Reservoir Dogs, okay. Hateful Eight. Django, Glorious Bastards, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know, you take Hateful Eight out and you place it with Pulp Fiction, that's okay. mine. Okay, fine. Yeah. But no order. I got no order there. Yeah, but same thing. Yeah, yeah. like Alex. Like, you got it. But you I got, got it at six, and that's order right there. I got Pulp Fiction. Pulp is like one or two. All right, it's let me get you, uh, John, long standing debate in life on the pod. What's a better movie? There'll be blood, no country for old men. Ooh. What do you got? And this says a lot about you as a person. I mean, you know, you want to sit through... Or or, or you can be one of those losers that says uh, Michael Clayton. No, you you want to sit through three... Who says Michael Clayton? No, 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 no. Because no, no, well, the, the whole thing is those, those are the three movies up for the best picture that year in 2007. Oh. So that's that, that's why Michael Clayton... But listen, Clayton. listen. You could sit through three hours of boring oil man talk. Or watch, what do you mean? Watch the thrill ride of your lifetime while Brolin's running away from the evilest man to ever walk the planet... I mean, come on! It's one, it's the greatest. You the greatest. like? I disagree with what you I, just I, said. I, I Top take, four of the twenty first century. I take uh, there will be blood. Goddamn wow. right! And that's the American way, Dan, right Daniel, there. Daniel, Daniel I says, drink your milkshake right just, up. Just unbelievable. At the milkshake scene, that's and, the scene I knew that no country was better. And one of the <laughs> and one of the uh, greatest endings of a movie. Just oh, literally. Well, so no, know, no country doesn't have a great ending. It. Well, has a Cohen Brothers. A great, yes, has a Cohen Brothers. It has, it has, here's the thing: it has the right ending. Yes. Okay. I mean, it's it's literally you know because here's the thing: that story is Tommy Lee Jones's story. It's the I mean, story it's about about literally the alienation of 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 old age and the the and death, right? And and so it's but the ending where he he. He kills him and then says, you know, I'm finished. Which, by the way, you know, it's a clear allusion to um, Jesus Christ. Here we go again. It is. Here we go. You're like the goddamn, well, it's, the goddamn it's, goys. It is. Well, here, here, maybe you'll like this better. It's actually the satanic inversion. <laughs> Satan. Sure. Let's buy that concept. Well, no. Because the, the, <laughs> look, if, if you can't, if you can't see that movie and see that, that, Daniel Day Lewis is playing Satan. Oh, you talking about Daniel Lewis or yeah. or or, uh, or uh, Oh, because I you have no, a no, 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 no. This is this is there will be blood. Okay, fine. It's it's the satanic version of, of the old. Oh yeah, because it, it, it makes sense when you were talking about. Yeah. It. So then, who's uh, who's Javier Bardem's character in Old Country? Oh, he's death. He's death. He's just he's, he, he, he's, he's not Satan. He's the angel of death. Yeah. Well, angel or or grim reaper, however you want to put it, but he's just that. He's that thing. It's like that coin flips. And if it comes out the wrong way, your ass is dead. That's just it. I, I'm here to take pieces off the board. Hey, man. Unbiased, unprejudiced, fair. Boom. Coin's the only way to do it. Harvey Dent style. <laughs> yeah. 
Alex, There Will Be Blood is the better movie. It's not. It's, it really isn't. I'm um, not, I can't say. Here's the thing. I would say I'd prefer one over the other. Is it a well, better that's movie? Well, that's the only way no, I can. I, it's, it's no it's, such thing as a better movie. Well, no. Obviously, there isn't. But. It could be a better story. That's literally like, say, who would win in a fight? Fucking the one above all or like. Wait, but there's biology to that conversation. There's biology to that conversation. When we're talking about there's no such thing as a better movie, there could be a better shot movie, there could be a more enjoyable movie, but a better movie, no. I think here's the thing. Well, it's I think, obviously it's all subjective. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Right. I mean, look, I'm always saying in, in, at, when you talk about movies like that at that level of that caliber, where it becomes more than just a conversation about technique or it becomes mm-hmm. a conversation about performance where it's just everyone is at the peak this the the scripts are at everything is just at the peak then it's just a matter of yeah it's subjective then at that point it's literally it's it's flipping a coin no if you said malignant okay if you said malignant was a better movie than no country i wouldn't argue with you now if you said it was a better story than no country i would argue with you no i think if i said malignant you should you should kick me in the head no i would disagree <laughs> with you but I can't. I, I can't undoubtedly say you're wrong. I I would just say it's an it's an inferior movie. All right, we're at the uh, hour and ten second mark. That means season two. What do we got? Future. Well, I, I, well, I just want to spend a few seconds. No, we didn't even spend a second talking about any of the actors. Those few seconds are over, by the way. Okay. <laughs> now, what do we got? Uh, my my favorite character. Wait, no respect to Adam Scott. Just my like... favorite character in the story is Dylan, the clear favorite. He's the guy that really made me understand what is happening down there. You know, you have some sort of grasp. You're watching these characters go through these certain situations and events. And you're like, I really grasp their trouble. It's not till we see Dylan, you know, Zach Cherry, Zach Cherry, not get the fruits of his labor. And, you know, who is the party thrown for? Helly R, who just got here, who it took. Who didn't even meet her quota. It takes her up until the last second to meet her quota. And, you know. Well, no, I mean, look, the, the definitive moment for his character is when he sees his son. That changes everything. And that's when the character develops so much more depth. No, but I think this, the straw that broke the camel's back is what I'm talking about, that party. Because we really see that the only thing he's really fighting for, every single person had the thing they were fighting mm-hmm. for. Mark would be Petey, you know, they, and, and then he kind of broke when Petey left. Turturro has Egan and the whole idea, right? right? Helly doesn't know right, where right. thing is. Right. And Dylan has the perks. That's right. his thing. Yeah. And when he lost it, I'm like, oh, damn. He lost his entire life. It's yeah. like... It's like there being my I devote my whole life to a subject, and in a single moment, it's just like the subject means. It nothing. was really interesting. Yeah. Well, um, Al- Alex in that moment, he was like, it was like one of those like I understand the Matrix. Alex like had yeah. one of those moments. He was like, oh, I under I see it all now. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I lo- I do love Zach Cherry, uh, but shout out to Turo. the work he's doing, that speech he you gives, smug motherfuckers. Yes, I, I could tell that. He, He's that Brooklyn practicing. came out, and it just was like I feel like he's been practicing that line with his with his wife for like months. She's just been like reading over the uh, he's just been reading over the script. He's like, I got I got this one moment to shine, baby. <laughs> you smug motherfuckers. Well, and then at the very end, when he says like, let's let's tear this, let's let's burn let's, it. Tear, let's burn it to the ground. Let's burn this let's motherfucker burn. to the ground. I don't think he said motherfucker there, but he should have. Yeah. He I I'm like whenever Totoro curses. Also like Alex like. Two months ago was super out on Totoro, but after this, no, no, I'm not out on Totoro. Oh, Alex, you were shitting on Totoro. It's more like 
I'm not sure how dramatic he can really get. I think this is the perfect will for well, him. This... Where he doesn't have to like be super introspective with his character. But roles. also he just killed it in the Batman. That's what I'm saying. But I'm not sure how far dramatic he can go because what's the what's the most dramatic role he got? Barton Fink? Yeah, probably. Okay, but it's not super dramatic, is what I'm saying. It's more he, of he's a, a Coen brothers actor. You know, yeah. he's he's always he's more comedic. left of he's always left of center. I'm saying you my favorite I mean? stuff from him is The Night of, which is probably his most serious role. Ah, uh, yeah. That's probably his most serious right? role. Right. And I love him as uh Kanish in uh, Rounders, boom. Oh, Kanish. Nothing's what better about, than Kanish. Uh, 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 but he's, he's only in there for like two seconds. Okay, but this is but, Kanish. Come on. Yeah, no, but have yeah. you heard how terrible his uh the movie did? Yeah, he did a whole movie. It was just, it's called Jesus Rolls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard it was atrocious. Yeah, but he got it made. He got, got, it, made. got it made for like a million bucks. He wanted to do it and he got it yeah, made. Yeah, he wanted, he, wanted to, he wanted to direct it. I, he, he didn't need to. You probably the had a is, sick time, though. The thing is, is that, yeah, I mean, it's like, even as much as I love that character, I wouldn't go see a movie just for he, that character. He, yeah, yeah, and you yeah, knew yeah. no one was going to see it, all right? Yeah. He, I, I genuinely, no, I bet. No, he made I bet, it's like, I want to make this stuff. No, but, oh, you know, but do you, you think if we asked, it'd be like, you know, I thought a few more people would have saw it. Um, I think it would be a redirect for an answer because you don't want to you don't answer that yeah. sort of question all right who's your who's your favorite character and what like, what and what did they teach you about sevens uh well you already you i think you already probably took my favorite you know i you know, i never take the lead adam scott even though he's an absolute killer and on he's the show playing two different roles in the same story yeah, but I'd probably have to go with then Totoro because Totoro is just All right, Chad, so you're good. The, you're getting you're getting honestly the best character though, my John. I don't know why you're not picking this guy yet, but go on. He's, yeah. he's just an absolute. He's just an absolute animal out there in terms of acting. The way he transforms over the season because it is a slow show, but you see him slowly progress to be like from this guy devoted to Kier to like. Fuck Kier. What did Kier ever do for me? His love for Kier brought him to uh, Walken. Exactly. It brought them together. The love for art and Kier and the message. What I really love is how much he's struggling with, like, I really want to be with you, but, like, I've been so devoted to this life for two years. It's definitely the religious gay quandary. Yeah, 100%. uh, That's that's what they're playing on. It's clear. John, who do you got? I I told you, uh, uh, the sister. Sister. Sister, Devin. uh, I thought... The actress did everyone. First off, everyone did a, a tremendous. Everybody job. like deserves everyone. an Emmy nod. I mean, we talk about ensemble. I don't know cast. if the sister deserves an Emmy. No, nod. probably not the sister. No, but. I mean Emmy nod is you know we we know that's political. Patricia Arquette, Milchick, you know. definitely. Patricia Arquette is definitely getting one. Oh, also, I, I, I also think Adam Scott's Adam gonna Scott get one for get for, one. for best lead actor. Do you so, think Patricia Arquette is like a normal person in real life, or you think the role? I, 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 IRL. <laughs> It's like, is your voice constantly in this, like, sort of, like, Victorian I, kind I, of I, I, She's probably just, like, her boyhood character, just, like, a pretty chill person. Yeah, boy character was not chill. Did you she's watch not, that movie? What do you Very mean? annoying. Not, she's, like, playing the stereotypical annoying mom. I, I, I don't know what movie you First saw. First off, she gets, like, four different husbands and their kids grow up pretty terribly. All she right. gets one bad. She 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 dates this one bad guy. Yeah, that's I like think the other guy, the army veteran. He didn't do a great. I mean, what oh, I forgot. Oh yeah, there's also the army veteran. Also, Ethan Hawke, not a great. Oh no, the whole fucked up thing is Ethan Hawke gets better after they. After that was the, the joke. Show. That's the joke. <laughs> yeah, that's the fucked up. Thing. No, but I'm saying like you know, um, I'm not saying that she's a bad mother. I'm just saying like she, you know, she's not like like some chill person. I think she was. Kind I, of, Wait, are we talking? Where are we at with this car? This yeah, is really know. weird. Is Patricia Arquette's character from Boyhood? Would you grab a beer with her? Never oh no, 
Probably not. Oh, Probably not. Would you grab no. a beer with a chill person? Like, yeah, but like, I'm not. Yeah, no, yeah. No, but it's the wrong age. No, I was like, it, it's you had the right me, age. Yeah, you had me. Yeah, that's it. Next, John, who you got? No. Devin the sister. Devin the sister. I think though the 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 grace performance of of all was Patricia Arquette. I think her performance was stellar. Really? More than Milchik? More than Milchik. Milchik. Freddie Harkin on this point earlier when we were watching the show is like Milchik quickly turns when he gets bitten by Dylan into mm-hmm. like he is kind of like fighting for his life here. He's outnumbered. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's completely outnumbered. A- actually, um, check out some interviews with the guy who plays Milchik because he he's got dreadlocks. You're like. This you want to talk about a chill guy? The guy who who plays Miltrek IRL definitely like a super chill guy, and I think he's putting on the performance of his life. I heard him in interviews. He was like, "I was going in here with these fucking masters, and I didn't I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but I just I just had to go with it, and I had to trust the Miltrek knew what was going on because I didn't." I mean, it was it was uh, like I said, everyone had their place, but I mean, Patricia Arquette definitely had the material and 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 brought so much energy and passion. And here's the thing. I think what makes her character work is in her own mind, she's a hero. Oh, 100%. Well, I mean, I really want to know if she has more ties to to the company than we think. Sure, right. But it's clear that she really does Well, I, I've heard her in interviews yeah. say there's this big backstory that basically her entire life is devoted mm-hmm. to Cure and Lumen. Lumen is like the only like is her parents she had a, a, a what do you call it a, a shrine yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, she, no she said like she would not be on the face of this earth if it wasn't for lumen mm-hmm. um also i was gonna say i actually see a lot of parallels between the character she plays in this and the per- character she plays in escape of danamora have you have we, have we all seen escape of danamora yeah, I've i haven't seen, seen it, it yet um, well if you are a fan of more if like you're the a, act if you're a fan Closer of his, the act but if you, if you, did you not finish all of this? Yeah, I said this is close. She's closer to the act than she is the day. Oh, I'm life. making more of that because, you know, also Ben Stiller also directed that. Yeah, so. yeah. No, um, I think this is, not to sound really douchey here, but this show is just kind of showing, like, um, America kind of moving into a new direction where people involved with religion is definitely a lot lower and we're kind of placing new things in front of religion, whether that be politics or work right or what you do right right and this is kind of like people shrining to their jobs and the message of their jobs like you quoting your boss or like the founder of your company like people who work at apple do not quote steve jobs like that they don't treat him like they do no i just don't know but people, but here, people but, in facebook call zuckerberg the eye of sauron yeah i'm but, saying but, it's it's different but at the same point i think we are living at a time where the the lionization and the kind of worship of these figures of 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 that's what I'm saying. Money we're we're we're, we're moving away where America used to be, mostly religious or at least people identifying mm. with a certain religion, and now we're kind of moving into people placing religion or or something else in front of other things. Well, I I see it in a similar way, but it's slightly different. I see it as um, us becoming more and more alienated from work. Yeah, um, well, both. I've seen both. Right. I think you get both things at the same no, time. No, I think I, I don't think my thing is exclusive to you. Like, right. we're, yeah, we're yeah, fine. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just the sense of, um, like I said, you know, it's interesting. They just had the Bitcoin conference recently, you know. What, is and that, what does that look like? It looks like something you wouldn't want to be a part of. Really? Like, it's honestly, I mean, let me just put it this way. Uh, Peter Thiel, yeah. who's a fucking lunatic, was there. Jordan Peterson spoke. 
I'm uh, yeah, beef with Peterson. Oh yeah, I love Peterson. Go on. But it's it's all of this kind of. Well, here's the thing that becomes fruit. You have to Dude, think the, the, the to th- be a rat. Oh, go ahead. The, <laughs> the, the, the thing about it that, and it falls, I think, into both our points, is the way that so many people like almost make declarations of not just a love of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, but this feeling it's like it will save us. It is mankind's savior. Well, these things are not are not that, and you're not you're never going to find anything from sure. this. Sure, right? It's like people co-opting other political beliefs is like who they are as people mm-hmm. right you're never gonna get what you want out of like your job like if you if you hold your company to right. be like your savior you're never gonna get it and that's what patricia arquette is literally doing in this show right she has a shrine right i'm saying you're never that, gonna get anything but there's that belief though i think more and more that that these companies will save us yeah. these tech this technology this will guy save who's us. His, who's a real person has real problems He's somehow in like a greater sphere than all of us. Mark Rylance was he? Does he put? No, he doesn't. And that's play. in Don't Look Up. He's what? He's in Don't Look Up. He's the tech. Right. That's what. But yeah. he didn't play Egan in this, right? No. Okay. No, no, no. He's no. the but, perfect guy. But he, they definitely like if they ever have. Well, I guess they actually did cast whoever for a Kier. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking know. at the IMDb right now. Yeah, they but, have this random guy. He's not in any. But that's how I imagine like whoever the the, the tech head is there. Is just that kind of guy who has that overinflated sense of their own importance and worth. See, the problem is with this is that I don't see any of these people as like someone I'd want to be. Like they're always in like darkly dim rooms. I never see like anybody's having well, fun. Well, no, that's actually the point though. It's no one's um, having fun ever. No, 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 well, no. The whole point though is in the severed floor, it's always brightly lit, and in and in IRL, it's. Always right. darkly like that's that's done yeah. on purpose. No, but I've seen the people at the parties don't seem like they're having fun. Yes, if you watch that's Wolf, the if whole... you watch Wolf of Wall Street, you're like, damn, this is a good ass time well, these dudes well, are yeah, having. But here's the thing though, and this is the, the big difference, right? Yeah. In Wolf of Wall Street, all those guys, even though when compared to us they have a lot more money, but compared to like oh. real capitalists, they're just like meaningless. Uh at the end know? of the day, um, What's his name? Jordan Jordan Belford. Before Jordan Belford like got got taken down. You know, again, that. if Jeffrey Bezos woke up tomorrow with with Jordan Wait, but Jeff, money, Jeff, Jeff Bezos is like top five right now in the world. But what what I'm saying is is that when you talk about, I think who those people at that 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 party at the end yeah. were supposed to represent, they're like the owners of the world. And they're like that one one well. one of one percent and politicians, right? And politicians who facilitate the point one one percent. You know, and for them, and I think. For a lot of people, when you get rich, and here's the thing, and and I'm not saying this necessarily from personal experience, but the the more I delve into like finance culture, the more I realize that it's a trick bag, because ultimately, as much more, the more money, the more power you attain, the more you become interested to the point of obsession in maintaining and growing that power, to the point where you're talking about like having fun. You don't have fun anymore. That's the thing when you bring up Gary V, right? Gary V literally will say, "Has fun," you know, he. Does he have fun? I oh, think Gary V a hundred percent has fun. I, the thing I is, I think he is. A, I, I don't think he really understands his message. And but, not but, a Gary but literally, pod, he gets but, he gets on on stage and he tells yeah. people, "You need to hustle." Are yeah, we but ready you're to not understanding the context of these things. Sa- just be, look, just because somebody has in a throwaway line, look, if you're happy with your family, go ahead and spend time with your family. Be a fun because that's not what he does. Though. That's not what he does. That's not. That's bro, not Gary V. That's not Gary V. I don't, think, I, I don't I, think you've you've seen enough of this stuff. Okay, you know what? When this is all over, let's put out a couple of videos. His message, nearly a hundred percent of the time, is you need to be working. No, more. no, no, you no, no. That's not true. That's not true. What he says 
is that if you want to be an entrepreneur, right? If you want to be a part of this culture, you have to do certain things. If that's if, if that's, that's what you want. What he talks about more than anything, though, is self-knowledge of who you are as a person. Okay. And not everybody is who he let's, is. Let's be clear, though, because you, 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 you hedge it much more than he does. Yes, he'll bring up the word entrepreneur, but typically no, what he, does he say, Typically what you. he says is success. If you want to be a success. In this field though. He's talking about his field, my guy. Right. He Except, says if you want to be a lawyer, you got to go to school. You know what? And he says if you're at home and you're doing nothing, go to school. Mm-hmm. All right? He's not saying but you know what? If you want to make money and you're sitting on your couch and you're playing 2K, you can go on Facebook Marketplace get like a free table and resell it online. That's what he that that's pretty much what he's saying. Right. There are stuff you can do and you can put the stuff into your own hands. That's what he said. Right. But here's the thing cuz you and you brought up the idea of having fun, right? For him even play is supposed to be work, right? You're always Your work can you're, be fun you're, though. You perhaps, but it's still work, Yeah. right? He has a clear division between what is work and what is play. I just think and he, play is the thing you're not supposed to be doing. Why not? Because it's not work. Why not? Because it's not work. Work is that thing that you're doing besides fun. But your hard work could also be fun. But that makes it work. Right. But it's also fun. It's like, good, but I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. But here's the thing. And I'm thinking, or my, my point is, I think when you look at severance, when you look at kind of this this dystopian future that they're creating, the alienation between work but and fun. But that's not Gary Vee. That's what I'm saying. What The, the severance is not Gary Vee. I think, look. I'll be honest with you. I see Gary Vee as being a total like pitcher for Severance. Like, look now, no, now I, that's why I don't think you understand who he is at all. Yeah. If you say that, the problem is a lot of people have this notion that you have as well, and I've yeah. I've talking to them, and I don't. I do think they're wrong because I don't think they've they've watched enough coverage, and he even talks about this himself. Mm-hmm. How people perceive him, who he is, mm-hmm. right? But he's not talking like there's a one catch all to every single personality group. But he's saying, you know, some clear things where. If you want to get stuff done and, you know, you, you don't know where to start or you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be part of this culture, or you need money, right? There are things you can do and put yourself in successful fields, right? And school necessarily isn't for everybody, right? And I saw that already. You know, breaking news, Justin Bartha. Oh, I knew, I knew that's something you would care about. I knew that's something you would <laughs> No, I hate it, honestly. The new, there's, so there's a new uh, National Treasure series coming to Disney+. Plus. And Justin Bartha is coming in for an episode or two. It's stupid because I want Nick Cage reprising his role. All right, I don't know if that if any of that Gary Vee stuff is even usable. I, I was about to say we we should kind of wrap it up because I think uh, we're not playing in this Gary Vee show. No problem. I love my guy Gary Vee. I'm telling, watch this out. The Gary Vee stuff is just like it's the most viewed it's content. I don't. Ever had. I don't have the Gary Vee mindset. Alex, but, watch how Gary Vee is like. I want to come on the pod. He totally would. I want to. He totally would. I, I know he would. And I'm like John. We get Gary Vee on the pod. Your game, right? Your 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 game to go at it with Gary Vee. Not gonna go at it. With what do you mean? Him. No, because he lose any day. Yeah. yeah, you're afraid of Gary Vee now. I'm not afraid of him. Oh, let it be known that he is sweating right now on the pod. I am not sweating. He is. That's sweating. what his sweater would say. I'm literally looking up to see if my Steam Deck came through yet. I don't know what that um, means. Um, all right, um, Severance season yeah. two and future. What are we looking for? Final so, wrap up. So here's my thing. The question is this: Is do we start right where we left off? We're like we're in hilly. That's not my question. All right, go on. Well, that's my question. No, like for season you said two, this is the question. Well, it, for me, this is. Right. Do we start off right where season one ended, and we're with all these characters 
right when they come back on and they're like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Or are we like, do we do the whole like skip to two weeks later and it's the first time they've been reactivated since? No, I know exactly where we're starting, right? Um, we're going to see all the people back in MDR like nothing's happened. Yeah, that's what I said. Right. Or, you know, we'll start with a tag that has nothing to do with this seemingly. And then we'll go into our story. Oh, we're right, following a new right, character. Right where we left off. Yeah, we'll have a tag I, and then we'll write right where my, we left off. My thing as is, is, Not a tag, but is a actually opener. a fear. And I honestly hope that that, Al, that it does start that way. Which way? Because that they're back in the office. I like, I like Al because. Because the thing about it is, is that I, I, I have concerns that if they're taken out of the office, if you expand the world in which they live, will it, you know, water down this experience? I think their camaraderie, their relationships are what the, the foundation of this series. What happens when you break that up? So I think that that is what they're going to do. I think it's going to be right back to the office. I think... Um, and then the question is, how much of it is are they going to remember? Are they going to go through severance again? All of those things have questions. We don't know yet. But I, I know whatever it is, they've definitely worked up enough uh, cachet for me to say, like, I want to, you know, experience this again. I want to go back to this world. All right. That's all we get. Where's the button?